Good Monday morning to everybody. I'm like thank each and every one of y'all for once again tuning into TNT Sports Podcast with myself, Terrence Bennett. I'm um, just episode number eight. Now we almost at ten episodes, so we just gotta keep pushing. I appreciate the support that y'all giving me, so um, let's keep pushing and y'all keep supporting. I really appreciate that. Just wanna let y'all know that real quick. But first off, we all know the NBA Finals going on um, against LeBron and the Cavs and Steph Curry and the Warriors. Um, and it's 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 uh, kind of iffy, but, you know, I'm rocking with the Cavs, but we'll touch down on that mid in between the show. But, you know, first I want to go ahead and touch down on Nick Fairley and the New Orleans Saints. Um, now, it's been reported that, you know, Nick Fairley, a Mobile, Alabama native, um, and New Orleans Saints defensive tackle, Nick Fairley, who just resigned a $28 million deal in March, reportedly has a heart issue that could jeopardize his NFL career. Now, 29-year-old Fairley, who played college ball at Auburn University where he won a national championship has been absent from the first week, first two weeks of organized team activities, which are OTAs, but they are optional. Losing, losing Nick Fairley for any amount of time for the Saints will be a crushing blow, especially to the Saints defense. Now, Fairley is coming off the, one of the best seasons of his NFL career. Like I said, cause you know he played, he got drafted to Detroit, played for St. Louis, now he entered his second season as a Saint, which he signed a one-year deal. Now going into a two-year deal, but 43, he had 43 tackles, 9 for a loss, 6.5 sacks, and 22 quarterback hits in 2016. You know, his performance last season um, helped, helped fairly turn his one-year contract, one-year deal into a lucrative multi-year contract. And his, um, so, I mean, like a lot of um, his teammates haven't heard really anything from him because I'm sure it's a, that's kind of a big deal for him. Kawani had like two opinions so far. I think they're working on a third opinion. One told him not to play football again, retire, just retire from the NFL. Um, and the second opinion was something different. And now he's getting a third opinion, which Sean Payton said. And a lot of his teammates haven't heard from him, so I wish that, that's a big deal for him. So so hopefully he get that third opinion and everything work out in his favor. But... I want, I want to go li uh, listen in to what Sean Payne had to say about the whole situation because this is a big deal for the Saints. Because, uh, like I said, defense is a big thing that we needed for the Saints, and Nick Fairley produced it. And he, he wanted to head Honcho on the team. Like I said, this is key coming off his best season as a Saint going into his second year because he just signed a deal. So let's hear what Sean Payton um, had to say about this um, heart issue that he that's going on with Nick. physical 
had what I would say is not very uncommon, you know, an enlarged heart, something that a lot of the athletes that we see during the physicals have. But um, the one examination saw further concern, and that's why he hasn't been doing anything right now until we get a better feel for where he's at. So, uh, you know, we're hoping we're, we're, we're obviously wanting to get every expert's eyes on this study and, and examinations, and I know, I'm sure Nick and his agent feel the same way, but it's, it's challenging. With that being You know, I want to make sure if, in fact, he's playing it again, that he's playing with full confidence that, that he's healthy to play and that nothing uh, uh, severe would, would come of, of him playing. It. So that's why he's not been here. Um, we haven't been trying to hide him or any of that. It, it's just we're trying to get as many people to look at this that have a... Now that was Saints head coach Sean Payton um, discussing um, the issue about the um, heart situation with Nick, about Nick Fairley, his defensive tackle. So like I'm saying, um, I hope everything should be fine. Um, like he said, it's uncommon um, that players have that issue. So uh, I prayers to Nick that everything go well because I know he's still young, 29, and he just at the peak of his career still. So definitely I, I believe everything will be fine. Um, like I said, we'll find out that third opinion um, hopefully soon, and I will let y'all know. Um, but I'm sure everything will be fine because um, he well deserving of it. So I'm looking forward to it. I think Nick Nick go get out there and handle the business. You got to speak it into existence as a positive. So definitely big shout out to um, Nick and prayers to him and his family and um, screaming who that still. But next up, we'll go ahead and jump into, of course, the New Orleans Saints as well. Uh, you know, the preseason will start August 10th against the Cleveland Browns. But as of now, the Saints are still in OTAs, um, organized, organized team activities, like I just told y'all earlier. Uh, they're trying to build chemistry with rookie players, you know, draft picks. Also, Adrian Peterson, and also it's been confirmed by Nick Underhill that Chargers are expected to host joint practices with the Saints in Costa Mesa. I think, they said, I think I said that right. But before August 20th preseason game. So... Um, joint practices in the works um, and also real quick I'm going to go ahead and give y'all an early look at the Saints free agents for next season so next season these guys will be free agents and um, hopefully they'll resign or whatever the case may be but the list starts off with of course QDB Drew Brees he'll be free agent after this season um, Kenny Vaccaro safety um, Chase Daniels Alex Okafor, uh, Clay Harbor, Corey Fuller, Senor Clemente, I think I said that right, uh, fullback John Kuhn, Kula, I said that right, Daryl Tapp, Khalif Barnes, John Phillips, Sterling Moore, safety Raphael Bush, and Travis Cadet, running back. Um, but also, I want to mention about Prattville, Alabama native uh, and former St. Roman Harper. Um, wrapped up his 11th professional season last year, 2016 season, and is now on the re, uh, restricted free agency. Uh, so retirement is not in the top of his list as of now. Now you know Roman started off as a Saint, and he went, you know he won won a national I'm not a national championship. I'm sorry, a Super Bowl. Um, he played for University of Alabama, and then he, he got traded to Carolina a while back, and then he got he um, came back to the Saints. 
Uh, I mean, I feel like Roman got probably one or two more years left in him, I think so. Um, but, I mean, it's rumors going around just saying he may, be try to, may try to coach on the squad, on the Saints. So, like I said, only time I could tell. But I, I would love to see him suit up again for another year in the league at least. But, I mean, if he coached, that wouldn't be so bad as well. Uh, like I said, I think he still got another year left in him at the safety position, but who knows. Um, but uh, also, in other Saint news, the New Orleans Saints held the annual black and gold softball game Wednesday at Tulane's um, stadium, their baseball stadium, with the proceeds benefit Son of a Saint and Team Gleason, which are charity uh, organizations uh, for the Saints, and, of course, Team Gleason, who played for the Saints a while back. And I'm not playing anymore due to a sickness. Um, big time player for the Saints. His statue was in front of the Mercedes. Mercedes being super known, he blocked the punt um, for they can head to the Super Bowl. Um, and also the Saints counseled OTAs Wednesday to compete in a scavenger hunt around the city of New Orleans. So, I mean, the Saints doing a lot right now um, around the city. You know, having doing like the charity baseball games, doing a lot of charity events. Even giving Adrian Peterson a um, little time to get adjusted to the city, in which he's liking so far. But like I said, it is New Orleans. What's not to like about the city? So, I mean, once you move, once you move here, you grow to love it, and you don't ever want to leave. Trust me, I know you never want to leave the city. So, I mean, Adrian Peterson already saying good things about it. You know, um, he he live it already. So, um, that I can speak off experience on that. But now let's go ahead and get into the. The main topic of discussion today, the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors um, and the Cleveland Cavs. Now, this has been a crazy series, I think. You know, it's, it's been crazy, and I'm enjoying it. And I still get my, my call still, I got the, the Cavaliers in seven, um, possibly. But I just got faith in LeBron. I'm like, I just don't think he'll give up that easy. I don't think Kyrie will give up that easy because they've both been playing um, hell of games. They're slowly picking up, but I mean, like I said, they're a stacked team. Um, with Golden State, that is, they're a stacked team, and it's you can't have errors, point blank period, with, against that squad because they go execute out every mistake, every mistake, and they go use it to their advantage every time. So it's, it's been a scary and hard fought battle between two teams, both the teams, you know, the Warriors and the Cavs, and. Even though Golden State got the advantage, they have the advantage right now, and we all know Cleveland is just not going to end without a fight. Um, I know LeBron got something to prove. You know, like I said, LeBron is well deserved. I'm gonna say LeBron the greatest of all time. I'm gonna say that. I mean, we can argue if you don't if you don't like that opinion, but hey, my opinion is LeBron is the goat, really, because he he doing he he. Doing major stuff in the league, man. He create new records, breaking records. You know, like I said, and like I said before in previous podcasts, he has 14 seasons already, and I feel like he got a strong seven or eight um, years left in him, seasons left in him, um, just off his health. You know, he being healthy like he is and his work ethic. So, I mean, he'll be fine. Um, you know, and they're not gonna end without a fight, and they proved that. Um. On the, on Friday night with the one thirty seven to one sixteen victory against the Golden State Warriors, which was a they played like they never played before. So, um, but like I said, the Warriors the only only team in the NBA Finals to blow a three and one lead. Remember what happened last year? 
but game four, but game four stats. Um, Cleveland had, you know, LeBron had forty-one played forty-one minutes, ten rebounds, eleven assists, thirty-one points. Kevin Love played twenty-nine minutes, five rebounds, one assist, and twenty-three points. Tristan Thomas played twenty thirty-six minutes, ten rebounds, five assists, and five points. Um, like I said, I think if Tristan gave his all like he did last year, we would be super good. You know, the Cavs would be great. Cat, uh, Tristan played like a monster last season. I don't know what's going on now, and I care not to comment on that. They, some people say it's a curse, but I'm going to skip that. Kyrie Irving, he played 41 minutes, had seven rebounds, had four assists, and 40 points. Now, um, Kobe Bryant tweeted that Kyrie is playing with the mom mentality, the black mom mentality, which Kobe calls himself the black mamba. So that was that's what Kobe tweeted on his on Twitter account, and J.R. Smith had played 29 minutes, two re, uh, had two rebounds, one assist, 15 points. Now he came out on fire. He came out on fire. Um, J.R. Smith just came out shooting threes, game four, and of course Richard Jefferson played 22 minutes, um, three had three rebounds, one assist, and eight points. And I mean, the, the, it's it's a battle. It's it's a constant battle, and these guys is, is getting physical. I think LeBron and uh, Kevin Durant had some words the other night. Um, but now let's go into um, Golden State Warriors on uh, Game Four stats. Now Kevin Durant had played 39 minutes, had four rebounds, four assists, and 35 points. Draymond Green played 39 minutes, had 14 rebounds, three assists, and 16 points. Zaza Pachula played 16 minutes, three rebounds, zero assists, and six points. Um, Steph Curry, of course, played 38 minutes, had five rebounds, 10 assists, and 14 points. And Clay Thompson um, played 34 minutes, three rebounds, two assists, 13 points. And Andre Iguodala played 21 minutes, had one rebound, um, four assists, and four points. So, and also this game also makes LeBron the only player in NBA Finals history to have the most triple doubles in a final final game. Now, like I said earlier, this is a stacked team, um, Golden State that is, with five future Hall of Famers. And LeBron stated after game after um, game three, he gave his all. And with game three, LeBron had 29 points, 11 rebounds, 11 rebounds, and 14 assists. Um, and like I said, people saying LeBron not the greatest of all time. Like I said, I believe he's the greatest of all time. Like I said, he still got like seven, eight years left to play ball. And uh, Fox Sports one, Chris Broussard feel the same exact way I feel. So we were listening to what he had to say about the whole situation of people saying that LeBron the greatest, and he's going to explain why, in comparison to MJ, why he the greatest. So let's let's listen in. This is with by far a team better than anybody Jordan faced. Jordan never faced a team with more than two Hall of Famers. In fact, five of his opponents had only one Hall of Famer, or four of his opponents had only one Hall of Famer. LeBron, this team has four Hall of Famers, four guys who've been all NBA, the best backcourt in NBA history, two MVPs in their prime, and I'm going even further. Michael Jordan, of the six opponents he faced in the finals, only nine players were Hall of Famers. And I'm counting Utah's duo of Stockton and Malone twice. 
LeBron in his eight trips to the finals, Shannon. Twenty-six Hall of Famers. He's played against twenty-six Hall of Famers. It's twenty-six more than nine. Yes, a little bit, just barely, just barely. And again, that was Chris Broussard, Fox Sports One. I'm in the zone, um, host. And then, like I said, numbers don't lie. He put numbers in there, and it's the truth. So, say what you want. LeBron is the greatest of all time. We can argue that. Let's argue. Um, like I said, going back to game four, Golden State had 27 fouls. Cavs had 24 fouls. Golden State had 36 free throws. Cavs had 31 free throws. Draymond got two technicals and not ejected. And Golden, um, Golden State had 11 threes. Cavs had 24 threes. And here's all... And, and everybody know LeBron deal with a lot of criticism. We all know that. So people ask how did I, I even ask that question? How how does he deal with the criticism? So LeBron got interviewed after Game Three on how he dealt with the criticism. So he explains why. So we gonna go ahead and listen in to what LeBron say and why how he deals with his criticism from different from everybody that don't really care for him. But here let's listen in right quick. Had a hundred and one drives last night. explaining how he did with his criticism after game three. Um, I thought that was needed to hear. Um, so you got to have a strong mindset to deal with all that. But like I said, um, he deals with it. Keep a smile on his face. Keep going. So like I said, LeBron the greatest in my book, and I'm going to argue that to the end. You know, even if he loses the finals, you know, the, the team he's going against Jordan even go against a team like that. And Jordan is quote-unquote the greatest of all time, the GOAT. So... I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't falling into that trap. King James all the way. Um, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and move on to Terrence Quick Facts. Um, first up, we're gonna say, I'm going to say uh, the Oakland Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr, could be the first $25 million quarterback. Yeah, so $25 million, a big payday. Okay. Um, also, former Buffalo Bill James Hardy body was found by a river in Indiana, found dead by a river in Indiana. Um, his cause of death has not been determined yet, and he was 31 years old. Um, Buffalo Bills cornerback Sharice Wright took an eight-hour Uber trip from Chicago for a voluntary bill practice, which is OTAs again. The cost of the Uber ride from Chicago to Buffalo was $632.08. That was the fare. And plus he tipped the Uber driver $300, which equaled out to $932.08. So uh, I guess that's dedication for just to make a trip like that for OTAs. But, hey, 
career first, right? Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. skipped OTAs to show his desire for a new contract. Um, like I said, OTAs is optional, but I guess he's trying to make a statement because I guess uh, New York don't want to pay him his money, but get a man his money. I mean, he well deserving of it. Um, Odell Beckham one of the best receivers in the NFL right now, so I mean, they would have to pay the man. Any team would be happy to have Odell, but like I said, we'll see what happened with that. Now, um, this, caught, this sparked a lot of controversy, I would say, but Seattle head coach um, Pete Carroll said he's not signing Colin Kaepernick at this time. He said he's a starter and we have a starter, but on Monday the Seahawks announced they signed quarterback Austin Davis. So my whole thing is with that, with my, um, please hit me up on my social media and let me know what you think about that. Um, Colin wasn't a starter in San Francisco for a while. I, this man just wanted an opportunity to, to touch the field, play, just be on a, be on a roster, NFL roster. Um, that's all he wants. He asked him to be a starter. He want to earn his position. His whole thing is to get his foot back in the door on a squad, on a team. But who knows? Austin Davis may be a starter quarterback, but y'all sign him. So it, I think it's more politics than anything. Like I said, I don't do politics on this show, so I believe that be. But the question I have for y'all, is it is it possible that we have seen the last of Colin Kaepernick in the NFL? So definitely go on my social media and, and send me your response to that. Do you think it's over for Colin? Do you think him taking a knee, basically blackball him from the NFL, do you think that's it for him? We would never see him in the NFL jersey or on, on an NFL field again? We'll see. I'm not sure. But definitely hit me up and let me know what you think um, on my social media. Let me know. Um, the, Cow the Dallas Cowboys have $20 million in cap rooms to spare with Tony Romo release. So, you know, they have uh, extra money to get more free agents or whatever that they need because they were paying um, – because at one point, Tony Romo was one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's opened up a lot of cap space for them. And also, former, former Dallas Cowboy quarterback Troy Aikman has gotten engaged to Capo Moody. Capo Moody or Capo Moody, one of the two. Hopefully I said that right, but congrats to uh, Troy Aikman. Um, on his marriage well engagement so, sorry um, Cavs still send, pay, send paychecks to Warriors coach Mike Brown now you know Mike Brown used to coach uh, the Cavs and he got fired um, I don't think they fulfilled his contract when he was with the Cavs now he coached for Golden State and I think it's going to be his second time seeing uh, uh, seeing the Cavs and seeing LeBron, but he still get checks from the Cavs because, like I said, they haven't fulfilled his contract, so they still got to pay the man. So that's that got to be a, a good feeling. You can pay both ways um, from, from the team that you're playing against. So I guess his whole thing is to beat them, beat the Cavs, and get paid the double whammy. So, hey, can't knock his hustle, man. <laughs> Big goes to Mike Brown, uh, Coach Mike Brown. And next up, uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees makes a sizable donation to Saints superfan Lil JJ Jerry's Robertson on his GoFundMe and helps get him get it um, to thirty thousand dollars, thirty k. Now, if you didn't know, the JJ was discharged from the hospital in May after a successful liver transplant. The 15-year-old lives with a um, a disease that stunts his growth. 
Um, and that was his second liver transplant in his life. Um, so, like I said, big up to um, little JJ, man. I'm glad that his uh, surgery went well, his liver transplant went well. Um, and I just hope he get to live a happy, normal life. Like I said, I'm a fan of his. For somebody to be that strong-minded um, and deal with what he dealt with, man, it teaches us a lot. Like I said, I'm 29 years old, and I respect what little JJ doing. And, I mean, it's heartwarming. So I appreciate him, and to be that tough and to still smile and make everybody else smile. And I'm glad, like I said, the Saints organization doing what they're doing for him um, to help him. You know, live a normal life, and um, they do a lot for them. New Orleans Saints do a lot for them, and I don't really hear a lot of teams doing what they do for sick children. So definitely big ups to Ashton Hospital for doing what they're doing and getting the Saints involved, and then Coach Sean Payne um, do, does a lot for them as well. Drew Brees does a lot for them as well. The whole Saints organization does a lot for them. Even the Pelicans organization, New Orleans Pelicans organization, and also LSU does a lot for them. They get them their own game days on the field, so he's a, he's a uh, fan a super fan for the LSU Tigers as well. And um, even all the, uh, the rappers, you know, um, All-Star Weekend, Master P got him off the – New Orleans native Master P got him off the um, the bench and put him in the game. He scored. Michael and um, Michael Smith as well, New Orleans native. And he was the coach for the All-Star team, um, celebrity game. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of people out there reaching out to him, man. We need more people out there like that to use their platforms to – help other people so definitely big shout out to the saints man sean payton like i said master p michael smith man everybody in new orleans everybody's reaching out and supporting this young kid man he, he making a lot of people smile and knowing that anything can be done and i hope this mindset can help nick out as well so and, and like i said nick will get through all this so uh who that nation always screaming that man you know so definitely big ups to the jj and Prayers for it. still he's still recovering, so definitely prayers for him to have a, keep having a speedy recovery. But uh, it was stated that he said he'll be back, he'll be back ready to go when the season get here to be on the field with the Saints. So, like I said, I'm ready for that time to get here myself. I'm ready to go see some games, who that nation all the way, and broadcast TNT Sports live from the game. You know, so I'm let's get it. But next up, man, we'll get back into LeBron. Muhammad Ali, ex-wife, calls LeBron James the Muhammad Ali of basketball. That's what Muhammad Ali. Uh, ex-wife said about LeBron. She had a, a video explaining it. Um, so I got a clip, and we go listen in to what Muhammad Ali ex-wife said about the king of basketball, LeBron James. So let's listen in right quick. To me, LeBron James is a quite intelligent and very uh, outstanding individual as an athlete. For one, he's like the Muhammad Ali of basketball to me because he has a great presence and he works with kids. He does a lot of things with children and he is an icon for a man of humanity. And my reaction toward the articles that has been written and what has been shown against uh, Mr. James uh, in his home, which was the most horrifying thing you can ever want to see. And I think... Um, by him being so cool about it, saying, and he was kind of nonchalant, kind of. He says, well, this is always going to happen. We're always going to have this. And he's absolutely correct. And I thought he was so intelligent the way he handled himself because of the situation and made a point to let people know this does exist and it will be here for a very long time and these kind of issues should be answered. I 
Ali will be very supportive of him because Ali has went through the same thing in the past. And uh, he would, you know, he said, he's a bad basketball player, but he's a bad man. He would really look up to Rizla James, especially the way he carried himself. So I applaud uh, Mr. Uh, James because he's a great athlete and he's going to be around for a very long time. And he is a great icon for young men out here just trying to make a living and to be a special person to help kids and the community, and I think I applaud him. So like um, Muhammad Ali's wife said, you heard it first, and that's the same thing I said every time. So, I mean, he'll he an athlete on and off the field, you know, on the field, I'm sorry, basketball court. Um, he's a, he, His character and all that good stuff. So I have nothing bad to say about LeBron, because you don't hear too many players doing what he do. Like I said, he's saying guys to college and um, – mentor guys and I mean it's just remarkable what he do for the community so I mean kudos to LeBron that's big come from um, Muhammad Ali ex-wife like I said she knew Muhammad Ali better than anybody so I mean we all knew what Muhammad Ali did in the communities you know he he, he talked a good game but he, he backed it up but next up we're gonna go into the Lakers um the Lakers band Alonzo, Alonzo Ball dad LeVar Ball from the workout with the team, as you know, um, Alonzo had a workout with the Lakers on the seventh, I think, um, for the NBA draft, which is coming up pretty soon. So, yeah, he was bad. So I don't know what the reason was. Of course, probably his, he his dad attitude. I don't know, but I'm not gonna get into that too much. But anyway, I just want to let y'all know about that, and also congrats to uh, NBA legend Chris Webber, as he becomes the first-time father after eight years of trying with his wife. So kudos to Chris Wellbone, fatherhood, um, that's a plus in his life, so definitely big kudos to him and his wife as well. And last but not least, Saints quarterback Drew Brees and the Pelicans, Anthony Davis, New Orleans Pelicans, Anthony Davis among, is the Forbes list, is, Forbes list is one of the highest paid athletes, or both the highest, one of the highest paid athletes in 2017. So, yeah, they're getting banked. Drew and Anthony Davis are getting banked, so they on the Forbes list is, uh, two of the highest paid athletes in 2017, so um, that's, we know where the money going, but um, they they well deserving of each, both of them, but anyway, we come, the show's coming to an end, um, but real quick, I want to tell everybody, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on my social media, uh, send me questions, um, send me your location, let me know where you're from, and um, I would be glad to answer these questions on my show for you. Um, I would definitely try to do as many as I can. So, like I said, just hit me up on my social media. My Instagram is Mr. Underscore T Underscore ENT Underscore Sports. Uh, my Twitter is at TNT Sports. And my um, Facebook page is, at, is TNT Sports, of course. And my Gmail, definitely um, send something to my Gmail. is TNT Sports 14 at gmail.com. Um, so, like I said, it's been a pleasure with this show right here. This episode number eight again. Just remind y'all going on to episode number nine. And I appreciate each and every one of y'all tuning in. Um, thank y'all for the support, and uh, y'all have a safe and happy Monday. And um, God bless each and every one of y'all. Salute.